bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I've been doing some research. Shocking, I know. And I've been looking at what's going on today. If you haven't heard the news, and I know you're wondering, why are you bringing up something from California? Like, why is that important? Why is a California bank failure important to black people in Milwaukee? I don't know. Well, let's look at it. Regulators closed down Silicon Valley's most important bank, one of them, today. It's the largest bank failure since the Great Recession in 2008. But what we miss is it's the second largest in U.S. history. So Silicon Valley Bank suspended trading of its shares that went from, what, what, what did we estimate, Kyle, from like around 250, 260, 280, all the way down to like 30 bucks, $39 a share. And so then what, what do you think happened? People that had their money in the bank went to withdraw their money, and as one of the main institutions where startups deposited their venture capital money, their failure shocked people, which is going to ripple through the venture capital arena. And tech companies who are trying to 
get rid of workers and hold on to their money. Think about if you had a credit line at Silicon Valley Bank. Well, the turmoil comes. And now interest rates rising is really telling us that the broader market is in trouble. And so really, when we think about what's the impact on the tech sector, when what we also need to be thinking about is what's the impact on us. As of last December, they had $209 billion in total assets. The only bank larger that failed was Washington Mutual. And it collapsed during the financial crisis in 2008. So what, what, what happened? Well, they held on to treasury notes and other government bonds. That was half their assets. When interest rates start to go up and you're at a lower interest rate, clearly you're not going to make as much money as anybody else. And then people started freaking out. And as interest rates rose, those bonds became less valuable and they needed to recoup their losses. On Thursday, the shares went down 60%. And so they had to sell $21 billion in assets and they planned to sell some of its stock to raise money and on and on and on. And then people started coming in and taking their money out. And then others called, hey, it'll be okay, everything will be fine. And then what happened? When the shares went down to 39, regulators stepped in and closed the bank. But then you ask, what does this mean for us? What does all this mean? Well, First Republic Bank, another California tech bank, their stock fell 22%. Bank of America fell 1%. Morgan Stanley, 2%, all on the same afternoon. What does all that mean? Banks are sensitive when interest rates go up. When interest rates go up, they get in trouble. With inflation still running the way it is, Federal Reserve officials signaled that they'll continue to tighten policy further to get prices under control, but their stance has then heightened fears of recession and then people start to freak out. Now, here's the, here's the key thing. The labor market added 311,000 jobs in February, reflecting its resilience amid interest rate hikes, despite the Fed tightening it. So what does all that mean? Like, why is that so important? Well, the issue we have is strong jobs, right? The data that came out today, 311,000 jobs, contributes to market volatility because it supports the case of continued interest rate hikes, which is what the Fed is trying to do, which then causes a risk of a slowdown which then causes people to panic, which will eventually, if it works its way across the country, will end up causing significant trouble. Now, I don't know when the last time a bank failed. 
And when the banks failed, I believe one was a state bank, North Milwaukee State Bank. And then Legacy, was Legacy a state bank or was Legacy a, I don't remember which one it was. In the end, what does all this mean? What it means is that those people with money will shift it. And I mean people with a job will then shift it. We're talking pensions, 401k, 403b, uh, the government being invested, pension funds for the, for the county, pension funds for the city, pension funds for the state are invested in these places, in this market. And when the market goes down, that means you lose money. But there is one bright spot, which really isn't a bright spot. And it's a thought I had. When you think about where the poor will end up, it dawned on me. Through the whole thing, the poor are going to end up right where they are. Poor. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the largest bank failure since Washington Mutual failed in the 2008 financial crisis. The FDIC today ordering the closure of Silicon Valley Bank and immediately took over its money. The bank had $209 billion in assets at the end of 2022. The warning sign showed midweek when the bank announced it was trying to raise capital after some big losses. Silicon Valley Bank has been heavily exposed to the tech industry. Tech companies are losing valuations right now. They're taking out money. Many other banks, analysts say, are in better shape. Until they're not in better shape. That was Alex Stone from ABC News. The, we have to recognize how this affects us. Talking text line, Scott said, it means that Trump got what he wanted. We got one of Trump boys in there over the feds, and now they're going to kill it all. Huh? That is, that is complete. Like, that makes absolutely no sense, Scott. I don't know what, what you were reading or what you saw, but that is not what happened. Like, you have no idea, no understanding what happened. That bank should have been taken over because they lost so much money to the point where they were trying to raise a little over 10% of what their deposits were in order to stay solvent. And the last bank was that was that failed in Milwaukee was Legacy Bank, and they took it over. Seaway Bank from Chicago came in and took it over. Is Seaway still here? I think they left too. All right. Wesley said, thank you, Dr. Ken, for this for this morning, for compassionately giving callers a new perspective of how to consider their own beliefs after someone else doing something wrong and allowing something to offend them. Also, you're right when it comes to money and the poor. We'll always survive a downfall because it's what we've always known. 
that Wesley, I agree with you up until that point. Poor is not what we've always known. There is a phenomenal book called Black Fortunes that you need to read. It's about the first five black millionaires, which today, in comparison, would be considered billionaires in America. Some of it, they got by hook. I'm just saying one of them was some guy's mistress and got some money. The others worked. Some people made it, got sick, and then had their families bamboozled out of the money. You know, sold it for $2 million and it's worth 20 stuff like that. But for the most part, black people are not what they are portraying on TV. 833-212-1017 is the number. What do you think the status of black America is today? What's the status of black Milwaukee? Why is it we keep thinking that we're poor, that we don't have anything? Why do we keep pointing to the least of us and saying that's representative of all of us? That's what the media does to us. And it's unfortunate because it's not. There are black people who actually own part of the Milwaukee Bucks. If I dig deep enough, probably own part of the Brewers. We have to stop looking at our community as being half empty. 833-212-1017 is the number. What's your picture? This is Pop-Off Friday. Scott say, Dr. Ken, this was a small joke, a little. No, that's not a joke. People get wrong information, disinformation, and they think that the only people that are giving disinformation are Republican, and they're not. There are things that are happening in this city, in the stock market, that we don't understand. That's why next week, Northwestern Mutual, Bell and Wright agency is coming in, J.B. Bell and Erica Wright, to talk about women, because it's International Women's Month, to talk about women and investing. But it's investing, it's insurance, it's real estate, and it's entrepreneurship. Those are the four things you need to be in. Two of them you need to be in heavy. But we miss it. Fonz Hawthorne said, I believe he said poor, not black. No. He's talking about black people. And it's okay. And the reason I said it is he said weave. We. My assumption is that he's black. And I get it. My my assumption is that he's black, and my assumption is that he's talking about us. So stop trying to counter it, Fonz. That's what he, that's exactly what he said. Some things really are race-based. And I don't understand why white people don't understand that. We accept so many things in this life, in this world, that's based on how white people decided that it should be. 
to the point where it's so inculcated in their brain, their lives, that they actually think anything outside of what they think is completely and totally incorrect. Your assumptions aren't truth. Well, what are yours? What are yours? Hey, Scott, are you black? 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, Scott, hit me on the talking text line. Are you black? Okay. Moving on. Since, since, since Fonz wants to challenge that. Okay. And assumptions don't make them wrong just because it's an assumption. So, anyway, made me forget what I was talking about. 833. <laughs> See how people can do that? Um, but, but it's, it's. It's 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 important that we remember that we're representative in America. And so we need to understand that we represent the world just like everybody else. We represent money just like everybody else. And I and if and if I hear about the 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 wealth gap one more time as if it's okay to keep comparing us to white people. I don't, I don't understand that. You say, who do we compare it to? Don't compare it to anybody. Who cares? No, that's not true though. That's me. What do you mean? It's not true. I mean, you got to compare And when, if you're a football player, right. And you talk about or basketball, See, you always go to just such, such extremes where people make, Three hundred million, five hundred million dollars. Come on, really? Come on, you just had an argumentative. You've been am, arguing since Sherwin. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm tired now. I don't know how y'all do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that as individuals and people, a lot of times we compare ourselves to others at the top. So we talk about who's the goat, who's Why? the great. Because Why? Be, because when you do anything in life, and this is my mentality, you want to try to be the best you can be. And so the we, best I can be may not be the best you can be. So why am I comparing myself to you? Why don't I just be great? Maybe that's growth and, and maturity. I, I think for me, aspiring, I want to be the great. I want to everything that I do. I want to make sure I do it well. And so in broadcasting, if the broadcast model or when I was a kid, I wanted to be Stuart Scott because I felt Stuart Scott reached what I wanted mm. to be when it came to broadcasting. So I wanted to be Stuart Scott. And I really feel like there's not much argument during the time that Stuart Scott might have been the most popular and hot and most pop culture broadcaster at the time when it comes to Sports Center. So all I'm saying is, is that currently in the country that we live in, it is the white man that is the wealthiest. Now, I don't want to follow the morals of some of them, but when it comes to the wealth that some of them have, I don't think it's wrong for us as a community to say we need to bridge that gap between us in the community that has the most. And it might be the Asian community. But why, I don't are know. We, but why are we comparing ourselves to them? Why can't we just be great in our community? It never affected us. It never trickles down to us. It never helps us. They never help us. What? What is it? I, I just I just don't understand that. We're 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 hardwired to keep comparing ourselves to white people when they have a set agenda, a set, and I'm not mad at it, a set way of doing business. They only do business with each other. Very rarely do they step out and do business with black people. It's almost begrudgingly. And then you have some people, and, and here's the key. 
when those things usually occur in the black community where whites assist us and we assist them and we work together, it's usually behind religion. It's either Christian or Jewish where we step together and do things together under that, under that umbrella. What is it about outside that umbrella? What is it about the culture? Like, like I've had conversations where you talk about a gap in the black community and the white community. There's a gap in the white community between the haves and the have-nots that's significantly greater than us. Say, say that on her. There's a great host here Keep going. that I've been had an opportunity to listen to for a while, uh-huh. a radio host, and specifically here in Milwaukee, uh-huh. that once told me, mm-hmm. I don't care. But that's my point. So why do you care about what white people and what the gap is? It was because what, I don't listen. This is very offensive, and so anybody listening, I care about the black community. So the gap between Absolutely. the haves and the haves, not between the white community, I don't care. Compare yourself to Robert Smith. Compare yourself to sure. Oprah Winfrey, Robert, Denzel Washington. Uh, but you're talking about as a whole. We're talking about as a, as a group. We compare group? ourselves to the group of whites. No, I dismiss them. I want to be Robert Smith or Oprah Winfrey. Thank wealthy. You. That's what I want. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, I want to be that. But as a whole, you you can't just say as a whole, let the whole black community, I guess you could say let the whole black community be like Robert Smith, but you just compare communities to communities. I say just be, but but no, I compared my community to mine. That's the difference. Mine. You ask most white people who their mentor is. You ask most white people who their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Who they look up to? Idol? Yeah, ain't nobody look like me. Is somebody look like them? Those are athletes. They don't count. Athletes are not mentors. Athletes are not idols. They're entertainers. We can scratch all of the entertainers. Now, if Steph Curry owned a, a basketball team, then I would say let's look to him as a mentor. But if you play, no disrespect to your sport, and you're the master of your sport, I got it. It's just entertainment. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Kyle and got me so off track, I forgot to tell you, We got traffic, weather, and sports coming up. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. The caller said Jackie Robinson, Bill, Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, Kerr Floyd were far more than entertainers, in your opinion. But they were sports figures. What you're missing is the era they were in. The era they were in is not the era of today. 
Today, I would not put Steph Curry or even Michael Jordan in the same vein as a Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, or Kurt Floyd. Ever. What they did and the barriers they broke were far more significant so that the people today that are playing, they really don't give a flip about it, right? Who are playing in what? Legalized slavery? People can trade you, control your life, tell you what to do, tell you whether or not you can stand up or sit down during the national anthem, tell you whether or not you can put your hand over your heart or kneel, all that. But I guess if you know about it and you walk into it yourself, then I guess it's not bad. So, but whatever. See, y'all caught me on Pop Off Friday. Scott said, Native American black, why? It was just a joke. Lightening up, lighten up, color, smile a little. It's not always doom and gloom. It's not. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. It's like whenever I go on the air, people decide to be outside of the window, moving chairs and tables and. And I don't know why they put the tables back when everybody comes in and just moves them. (laughs) Like I was somewhere and I'm sitting here doing my show and somebody came in and moved all the chairs and put all the tables together. And then a whole group of people came in. I'm like, y'all can't sit next to each other. Oh, well, I digress. 833-212-1017 is the number. Y'all going to keep blowing up this talking text line. Good Dr. LeBron James is an example of any gifted person who was born after him. He has handled his life well off the court. He has handled pressure, social media age that before him nobody had to deal with. He was also the type of husband you spoke of a few hours ago. One that we know of, two, he's still an entertainer. He's still an entertainer. And so when I look at putting credence into a person, um, running something like the SCLC, running something like a nonprofit that feeds people in my community from people that look, you know, stuff like that. People that made a marked difference. They did back in the day. The Kurt Floyds did. The, the Muhammad Ali's did. They, they, they did it in a different era. They did it at a time when they were the one because there wasn't nobody else. And because of them, other people came like a Jackie Robinson, like a Muhammad Ali, who stood on the shoulders of some. And then others stood on his shoulders. But the do has to go along with what you say. I've never seen Oprah Winfrey out knocking on doors talking to people and watch this good doctor you are an entertainer also but you have made a difference in other ways but that's but that's my point that is my point if you took me just as an on-air host and said y'all should listen to him because he's a talk show host that's ridiculous 
But I've worked through Alpha Phi Alpha. I've worked through Prince Hall Masons. I'm still trying to work through 100 Black Men. I'm working through other organizations, Launch MK. I'm doing all those things. And, Le- and LeBron James is not an educator. So don't, don't, don't do that. He does not hold a master's degree and he don't educate. Now, I know you're talking about some other ways. I got that. But don't denigrate educators by calling LeBron James an educator. Don't do that. Um, yes, I'm an entertainer. And that's all it is. Separately, I've done other things. And that's what I'm talking about. Look at the whole body. Who today has done that? Other than, hey, it's a cool thing to do because it'll keep your your brand up. Like, I know people in Milwaukee that are from Milwaukee that played on national basketball and football teams. I don't recall them having ever done anything. So, you know, at some point, we just have to come to grips with they live in their life. And I'm okay with that. But we can do things. LeBron has built a school and he pays to educate children and their parents in his hometown. Correct. What point are you making? He's not an educator. He pays for it. And I, I, I appreciate that. Muhammad Ali made substantive change when he stood up and said, I'm changing my name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, and I am not going to war. I am a pacifist. I do not believe in war. Jackie Robinson, even though he wasn't the best baseball player, there were significantly more in the Negro Leagues, got chosen and stepped up at a time when the person that chose him and stepped him up said, we're choosing you because we know what you can and can't do and what you will and will not do. I'm okay. I am perfectly okay with that. But let's not put today's entertainers. Maybe it'll change, you know, later in life. Maybe as they retire and they start to do more things, run for office, affect change, write legislation. And I'm not poo-pooing building schools. Right? But look at what Robert Smith did. He paid for their education. LeBron James is doing the same thing. I think it's admirable. But that's just me. It's entertainment. I get it. It has its pros. It has its cons. But there are some people working in the city of Milwaukee that are on the grind. Day in, day out, never heard of, never talked to, never talked about. And they're doing great things. I get it. Everybody keeps LeBron James and Jalen Rose provide educational opportunity. Okay. I didn't say they didn't. Like, what what exactly is your argument? The caller. I get it. But I'm not giving you any more pub. I mean, it's not like you're, you're using the tool that you have, money, that you generated through playing. He said building a school is not entertainment. What is your point? 
are you just mad at me that I said something about entertainment? And what? What is it? I'm awestruck at the fact that people will pay $3,000 to get a ticket to go see a game that the regulation time for it is an hour. That, like, boggles my mind. To watch an NBA player, or I'm sorry, a, a, a NCAA player play two, what, 20-minute halves, 15-minute halves? That's amazing to me. See, you missed the point when I said that I separate the the the, the Bill Russells and the Muhammad Ali's and the Jackie Robinsons because it was a different era. I separated that from today, so you missed the point. But anyway, I digress. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth. I need to get my book so I don't miss stuff today. <laughs> this is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mark Murphy's comments fuel speculation on Aaron Rodgers' future. President of Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, may have given us more clues about the future of Aaron Rodgers. He spoke this afternoon. You got audio about this? Yes, I do. I can grab it. All right. Um, Murphy spoke. Please do. Murphy spoke during the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association, WIAA Girls Basketball Tournament at the Rush Center in Ashwaubenon. And according to the video of the telecast, the presenter asked Murphy if there was a scenario where Aaron is still starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packer 23-24 season. And he said, yeah, I mean, well, you know what? We got some audio um, on that. That'll give you a better understanding of of what it is that Rodgers uh, is really trying to do and how Murphy feels about it. And so between that and NFL Network and ESPN and WBAY, there's a, there's a lot of um, information to talk about. There's there's a lot of information to talk about um, <laughs> uh, as it relates to I I could play it on Twitter on my phone and just hold it up to the I'm just teasing um, I think it's important that we remember this is from TMJ4.com I think it's important that we remember that again they're entertainers they come they go somebody comes they're better. If someone describes you, first of all, I'm not a retired sheriff broadcaster. There will be no many things you do. Good doctor. Somebody said, if someone describes you as just a, well, first of all, I try not to never, I never use just a in a sentence describing somebody because that minimizes them. But a retired sheriff forward slash broadcaster, actually a retired police officer forward slash broadcaster. There's a difference. They will have ignored many other important things you've done in life. Why would I care? 
Why would I care whether or not somebody... I'm my own person and I'm self-aware enough not to be bothered or hammered by when other people do stuff or say stuff about me. I, 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 I change. That's just a part of life. People talk about you. They support you. They don't support you. And that's life. If I changed or got upset every time somebody, oh, my God, they ignored the important thing. No. What you miss is that being a broadcaster and being a retired police lieutenant are important things in my life. Some of them, the most important. In that vein, we'll let the president of Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, say it himself. We've heard reports that he has been talking with the Jets. Can you confirm that that the Jets have had permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers? Yes, we did give him permission, but I, I really can't get into the details. And just we're really hopeful that we can reach a resolution that works not only for Aaron but for us. Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of the Packers next season? Um, yeah, I mean, unless if things don't work out the uh, the way we would want them, yeah, we. Uh, he's obviously a great player and. Uh, you know, four-time MVP, and uh, but you know, I think it's you know trying to find uh, you know what what he wants and what we want, and uh, hopefully we can find a win-win situation. If he requests a trade, will you honor it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would. Yeah. Because who would want somebody on their team that doesn't want to be there? I don't think that's worked out for a lot of teams. And Ken, I was on Sunday Karma weeks ago when Aaron Rodgers took his behind. On TV, out there at that waste management golf tournament, right. when he was talking about, you know, I don't know, these Las Vegas fans are pretty loud. Maybe I'll be in Las Vegas. You are under contract. It at that point, at that you very can say point, say what you want to say. Yeah, you can say what you want to say. But how disrespectful would it be if I said, "Well, I don't know that station down down the street. They look pretty good. I may want to go join them. I don't know." publicly when you're under contract that's disrespectful to your current team at that very moment i knew this relationship was over that this i knew that relationship was over i knew it was over it so was I, over before so i mean it is what it is it was over when he went to his dark place or wherever the heck he went yeah silent place and go poop and pee where he ate <laughs> i'm over him king uh, oh no a year ago you were telling me how great Bre- uh brett Favre. how he great, great. He, how, they're how both great, great. No, he's not. Aaron Brett Rodgers is great. Is a tax cheat. He's he's a fraud. Okay, yeah. And Aaron right. Rodgers, come on, man, really? Okay, yeah. I, d- nobody can tell me the governor's name. They gave him the money, or not even gave him the money. But that's Correct. all right. I won't even go down that path. But again, they're both great quarterbacks. But it's you know you move on. And who cares about Aaron Rodgers? The caller being funny. Aaron was just entertaining, fellas. Exactly. That's why you don't give them any credence. They're just entertainers. And by the time they're 50, they will have no idea who they are. Because the NFL doesn't care enough to look into concussions and have concussion protocols that are meaningful. They would rather make money. Look at what happened to that boy from the Buffalo Bills. I shouldn't call him boy. That man from the Buffalo Bills. It's unfortunate. And nobody's going, well, well, he was strong, athletic. Did somebody's helmet hit him in the heart? And now I heard he had a relapse or something and he's he's getting help or something. I saw that, you know, he was doing fine, but then he wasn't doing fine. And so 
Those types of things are what scare me. Those are the types of things that that make me wonder, is sports really worth it? I mean, basketball is okay. Baseball, I just love baseball. I'm sorry. But football, um, rugby, I don't know. That's a bit much. That is a bit much. 833-212-1017 is the number. You got anything else, caller? The caller? You got anything else? You got anything else? Hmm. Interesting. I know in the 5 o'clock hour we have the top five at five. Come on up. We'll be talking about that. Did we have enough snow today? Yeah, enough snow. That was a lot of snow. That snow was heavy. I watched trees break off because the snow on the limbs was so heavy. Westbound Center Street was blocked at like 38th. 37th because two trees fell in two different places. Say what? It was easy to drive over. I didn't get stuck getting out the right. driveway. Thank right. goodness. Right. Because it was, because it was wet. And so even if it was piled high, when you hit it, it moved out the way. Now nah, shoveling it, it wasn't moving out the way. It was heavy. Shoveling it was like no, I I only did the back to the front, and I think when I when I when I get home today, I might do the front, but I'll do like one. If you can't walk the width of a shovel, you're not walking past my house today. How's that? Because I am not killing myself. That too, was a too old for all that, Ken. I am. That's right. I, I'm gonna break out the snowblower and just blow it out. That's going to take a while because of snow. You know, you just got to keep pushing it in, pushing it in so it doesn't cut off. That's a lot of snow. But I don't want to buy a huge snowblower because I don't know how, how long I'm going to be here. This might be my last winter in Milwaukee. I might roll up out of here. Be like other people. Do my show from, I don't know, Las Vegas. Hang out with Hang out with uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, he's going to New York, so get that shovel. If you're going to go not, with Aaron Rodgers, you go ahead and get that shovel. He may not go to New York. He may not go to New York. He's too fickle. He would fit. He's from California. He would fit in well in California. The weirdos, the snarky people, the people that want to live in you know, houses on hills that, that, that have solar panels and all that. Yeah, that's that's him. Why are you over there talking and all this? See, every time Kyle is here, he just talks. Like, Yeah, I'll because people with solar panels are the bad people. I'm going to talk about the people in, in San Francisco that maybe California, poop and pee yeah. on the streets, but not the people with solar panels. Well, they let them poop and pee on the street because it's San Francisco. And that is the number one reason why I do not live or visit California. 